Hello, and welcome to what I feel like is going to be a very special episode of Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Gailey, and I am joined by my co-host, Megan Connolly, who I woke up to a text message from her at 7.30 Pacific time that said, I'm fuming, um, which always reminds me of Love Island or like a British, I'm fuming. Um, And then I saw why she was fuming. Megan, tell us what has happened in your world since you've been awake this morning. So by now you all know that Tom Brady retired after he fake retired on Saturday. Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington (laughs) released the news And then Brady's like, no, 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 no. I'm still in the process of deciding. So I was looking forward to this because I thought he was going to come up with some very creative announcement. A a video, a movie trailer. Something. I mean, I was hoping big. Like the Patriots have a new offensive coordinator position. I was hoping he's like, I retire and I'm going to become the offensive coordinator. I wanted big. Like something to shake the world. I didn't want basic. And Uh what we got was as basic as it comes. It was a nine slide Instagram post. Mm -hmm. So I buckle up with my coffee. I had just played Wordle. So I was in a great mood. And I'm scrolling through this post. Mm -hmm. And there's not a single mention of Bill Belichick, which I understand for Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. No mention of Robert Kraft. Hmm. Mm. That's an eyebrow raiser. No mention of the Patriots and no mention of New England. Now, for some reason, New England fans on Twitter are defending Brady and saying that this is okay. This is not okay. Megan, you lived this. You saw Peyton Manning retire in front of a Denver Broncos backdrop. But Uh he stood there and thanked Colts fans. He thanked Indianapolis. He thanked Colts Nation. He thanked ownership. He did it right. And Tom Brady is so spiteful that the picture he selected for this Instagram post is him beating the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. This is as bad as it can possibly be. And I think it's intentional. It has to be intentional. And now we sit here and we wait. We wait and we say, he wouldn't do this. He's going to sign a one-day contract. He's going to come back to New England and be a Patriot forever. I, I don't know if he is. I mean, I'm... I... I'm hurt by this. I think Patriots fans have a reason to be hurt by this. This is wrong. Yeah, it seems personal um, to you specifically. (laughs) I saw saw your reaction before I saw the post. And so then I went and read the post because I was like, well, maybe it was. And he like so specifically calls out the city of Tampa Bay, Bucks organization, some men I've never heard of, the Bucks owner. Like he it, it wasn't even just like, oh, he didn't mention them and he didn't mention them. Like he went hard with like. It felt like Tampa Bay was maybe the only place he'd ever played. Um, And I do have to say the other most shocking development to me was Bridget Moynihan weighing in in a positive way on Twitter. I I am not pregnant. And if CJ left me while I was in this stage, I would not only um, never speak kind of him again, I think my father might murder him. Um, So I would not be celebrating his retirement in any way. Maybe she gets a payout, I hope. Um, But... 
it it seems so aggressively petty that you have to hope. Um, and, and producer Eddie, he's going to be updating us if there's any breaking news in terms of coaching hirings or if Tom does come out with something that feels Patriots specific. How he won six there. Six Super Bowls, 20 yeah. years, one Super Bowl with the Bucks, two years, and he goes hard for the city of Tampa. He goes hard for St. Pete. Not one single mention of the Patriots. And there are local media people right now like, how can you be mad at him? How can you be mad at him? Like, there's right, there's wrong. This is wrong. Like, I know I deserve nothing from Tom. I deserve not mm-hmm. one thing from Tom But the Crafts do. Belichick does. The Patriots organization does. And I think the New England region deserves a thank you. And yeah, sure, there's people on the internet saying, oh, he did that two years ago. When you retire from the NFL, all you have to do is mention them. That's it. Just mention them. Please, please. They took you in the sixth round. You were the best of all time. This organization is the reason that you have what you have. And I I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that. He has the TB12 method. Like, business is booming in Boston. Business is booming in New England for Tom Brady. And he can't even say thank you. Like, this disgusting me so many people who are new england fans love brady i'm one of the Mm -hmm. few that decided to hate brady when he left they were all rooting for tampa this is why i decided to hate brady when he left because he's such a petty little bitch oh my god this makes me so mad and why this is fuming why do you think this is fuming? Um, why do you think there's so much defense of him from those people? Because it's just like he he brought so much joy to them that they can't hate him. Because it it does seem interesting that the media there and fans are being like, we love him. I think because we've never seen an athlete like this before. And I mean, Tom always was so nice and so said the right things was always had a smile on his face, never buried anybody, but he does it in a petty way. Like, yeah. he could have selected any photo to announce his retirement. He could have had one with him holding with his the family. Lombardi. Tr- yeah, with his family or him holding the Lombardi trophy in a Bucks uniform. And the picture he selects is the one where he beats the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. I'm just saying this is very calculated. It would kind of be like Michael Jordan retiring and thanking the Wizards. Um, that's exactly what like, it would be like. That would, that's interesting. Uh, so you're clearly angry, and I like seeing it from you. You look very pretty when you're angry. And and I also think that, like, the turtleneck is suiting sort of, like, this... Um, you've gone, like, Aaron Brockovich when she's like, I'll cover up my tits so we can win this case, um, which I love because we've still got the tan-toned arms out. So it's like, we still got a little sex appeal. Yeah. We um, have a spray tan here. And then I went turtleneck because uh, sometimes when I get angry, I get the red splotches. So yeah, it's trying yeah, yeah. to cover that up. I would love a spray tan. I actually don't think I can do it because of the fumes right now. Um, so I'm usually angry. And so this is a real switcheroo for us. I honestly just don't have the energy to be angry right now. I'm so tired and hungry. But um, as we were preparing for this, we did talk about the fact that most of my um, fan moments have come from anger. So I'm guessing this is probably in your top one most angry sports moments you've ever had. 
this has to be the number one most angry sports moment for me right now. I mean, it could change at any moment. Tom Brady could sign a one-day contract with the Patriots, and I could forget about it. But I will remember these few hours where I waited for that announcement. So it could change, but right now, this is number one. Number two is the day the Cubs won the World Series. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, 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 wow. It was not a good day. And then the next morning, the graphic on ESPN that displayed Chicago sports and showed the last time every team won a World Series and they left out the White Sox, that really got to me. So I... Um, yeah. that this is number one at the moment. Cubs is number two, but I do say if Brady signs a one day deal with the Patriots, retires as a Patriot, says his thank you to new England. I think we'd flip flop and then Cubs would be number one. This moment would be number two. Okay. Um, a lot of people think that the Cubs winning the world series set the world into chaos. Um, like it was like a butterfly effect thing. And then everything that happened after was obviously like terrible. Um, my angriest moment, I was like, it's got to be something Colts related. And then I remembered um, that I was a fan. Wow. (laughs) It's right here. Right here in front of me. Hello. Um, A fan, a devoted fan, and still am of the Indiana Pacers, when I think one of the worst tragedies, travesties, terrible, just display of fandom um, happened, the malice at the palace. And it's only, I've only gotten angrier as time has gone on. Obviously, there was a documentary that came out in the last, like, year and a half that showed footage that we had never seen and it truly looks as though these Detroit fans were going to kill the Pacers I think if um they had not been gotten them out of there so and it cost Reggie Miller probably at least a trip to the finals um and a shot at a ring that he never got which I think is something that eludes him obviously a hall of famer but like Oh my gosh. Okay. I, Reggie was shooting a commercial with someone CJ knows yesterday and he said that they talked about us and Reggie knows I'm pregnant. Oh my god. Do you think he's going to send a gift? I don't know. Maybe like a baby him. Reggie Miller jersey? Oh, <clears throat> uh, what a, I would die. I would die. Um so Did the documentary make you feel any better? It made me feel like it was one of those things where I was like I want everyone to see this cuz I want the Pacers to be vindicated. And it made me feel worse for Jermaine O'Neal. Like, I think everybody had always felt bad for Reggie because it was like he was so visibly robbed. But as the documentary spells out, it's like it cost Jermaine O'Neal kind of his career. Um, He just ended and and he was an all star and a superstar. And it, he became tethered to that, even though it wasn't his mess. Um, And then, you know, it kind of made me mad at Ron Artest a little bit because, you know, and, and I, and I do think being able to like work on yourself and go to therapy is a a huge way to show vulnerability and acceptance, but he did get to go to the Lakers and win. And, and he kind of left the Pacers in, in true chaos. Jermaine mm-hmm. O'Neal, I think has forgiven him. So it's like, I guess I need to, too. Well, um, this is my bad therapy place. right now. Right yeah. now we are like, I just, I'm very hurt by this, and I am puzzled at the fact that the rest of New England is suddenly just fine with it. Yeah, and 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 I have to admit, New England, Boston specifically, not notoriously kind. <laughs> so no, like, no. So like, How you can guys this love man to do be mad? So wrong. <laughs> like, I just 
she doesn't even have to write a paragraph. Like a little thank you, a little recognition. Fans to the organization, organization that you spent minimum. 20 years with. Just yeah. a sentence. One sentence. You don't have to thank me. You don't have to point out anybody specific except for Kraft and New England. Kraft New England Patriots. And, and I get it if he doesn't want to thank Belichick. I get it. But... I think he should thank Belichick, but I get it that he doesn't want to. I think if he did a blanket organization and fans, it'd go, okay, thank you. Well, Um, it's also just so freaking lame. Like, his people leaked this to Schefter. They had to. I was was wondering um, what you thought of the, the fake out. Now, I, he seemed very... I think he's very angry with how this went down. So my assumption is that his people did not leak this to Schefter and oh. that that somehow it was it got leaked to him through some sort of ESPN back channel um, that like knew and he said something too soon. And uh, as I say, every Monday, I don't need Andrew Luck trending. It then brought up Schefter breaking um, Lux retirement news, which led to Colts fans booing him as he left a preseason game, which I do think has put a curse on our team. Um, so he, this isn't the first time. It, obviously, this retirement is way less serious than deaths, but there is this race to it be is? the first. <laughs> yes, um, there is this race to be the first, and TMZ is often criticized of it. Um, the Kobe situation, like it was like, does his family even know yet? There's not a way. Um, and, and I know that those LAPD officers are like, they sold, I mean, there, it just, there's just mayhem that happens to be like, we have to be the first, we have to be the first. And it's like, can we all just like, whew, a little bit. Um, so but I it's interesting Brady, to hear you think he leaked it. So I think Brady's camp, whoever that may be, I'm sure there's many people involved in it. I think they leaked it. And then it comes out and Brady's like, no, 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 no. I'm still in the process. Like, yeah, dude, if you're in the process, like give it, give it some time. Right. Like, or at least come up with something creative to, to retire I'm with. on vacation. Um, do you take, I mean, the Royal place? Rumble was this weekend. He could have entered there and retired. Like I wanted that something creative. Fun. Like I didn't yeah. want an Instagram post <laughs> after it was leaked. Like, if it was leaked, just say, you know what? Yep, that's it. I'm done. And go with it. And then everyone runs their stories for the day and then be done. But no, Tom Brady needs two days. He needs needs all day Saturday. And now he needs to ruin our Tuesday and slap us all in the face and say, I'm not going to mention you, New England, even though I spent 20 years there with you. I have a lot of issues with Tom because after his first year with the Bucks, he said that he wouldn't be caught dead in New England. Oh, really? You raised your family there. You wouldn't be caught dead there. I just like, shut up. Ugh, I'm so mad. This man who did so many great things for New England makes me this mad. My blood is boiling right now. This isn't even tan. This is blood boiling to my face. It, it's honestly the level of um, anger that you, you see with like an ex. It is. Like even his ex, Bridget Moynihan, can recognize him. He can't recognize... You know, Bridge. his football ex. My dad has the biggest crush on, crush on Bridget Moynihan. I, I like her better than Giselle. 
That's what my dad says. Okay. Um, it was funny how... Okay, so Sunday was obviously NFC Championship, AFC Championship, and both of those broadcasts basically ignored this Brady news, which had come out on Saturday because then it had sort of been refuted by um, his dad and other people in the camp um, and him being like, I haven't made a decision yet. But I do want to pivot to talking about those games because I honestly was like, hmm... I'm going to watch these because I'm seven months pregnant and I like to sit on the couch and watch football. Well, but we it also have two weeks left. That's it. I know. We got to cherish it. And now, you know, the sting of the Colts not making the playoffs has really worn, worn off because there's only four teams left. So it's like basically everyone else's team lost. Um, so the broadcast ignored these. Uh, the first game up was the AFC championship. I like when the AFC championship is the second game, just a personal choice. Um, but they couldn't cause of, you know, West coast and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Bengals go into Arrowhead are down 21 to three, three. Yeah. 21 uh, to three. It was basically, I mean, everyone was it saying fell over. it's over. Yeah. It felt very over. I was tweeting very confidently about, I was texting my friends that are Chiefs fans, like, we're planning our Super Bowl um, yeah. menu already. And then the second half, Patrick Mahomes looked like Carson Wentz. Um, it was a choke job. Complete choke job. I mean, give credit to the Cincinnati defense because they completely took Hill out of the game, and I think that was the key. But... I mean, Mahomes, at the end of the game, stop scrambling around and throw the ball away. You can't take a sack there. He choked. Well, and the the scrambling in the first half was so impressive. Like, the thing is, you, you don't even, even when he's doing it in the second half, you're not like, well, don't do that because he pulls it off somehow. Like, a true magician. And it, and it seems like they just finally maybe got just really good coverage on everybody. So he had no one to throw to, um, which is rare because you, you it, when you get 10, 15 seconds, it's like eventually Travis Kelsey's going to get open. Eventually some of these guys, um, and, and it, it just didn't happen. And you were seeing Bengals linemen on the sideline, like, <sighs> like needing oxygen from just yeah. chasing him around. Um, so I do, I feel bad for the chiefs in a, in a way because yeah, it was, a, a, it was but, tough. And to do that. At now home. we have to ask like, okay, so the game goes to overtime, right? And we're all thinking, yeah. like, Ugh, this stupid rule. Yeah, Kansas and City they and the they toss. win the yes. and you're like, oh, it's done. Kansas it's done. City wins. I went to pick up pizza. Like it's and but honestly, I did feel like there was something different when Kansas City won the toss. I was like, if Mahomes has another drive like this past one that he did, and I'm all for yeah. the Mahomes scrambling around because he is good at it. But you have to know when to throw the ball away. And he clearly didn't have that awareness towards the end of the game. So, anyways, Cincinnati gets the ball back. Their defense makes a pick. And they win the game at Arrowhead. And I'm concerned that the overtime rule won't change now because of this game. Well, yeah, because it, it's what everybody who was critical of people saying they wanted it to change after the Bills game, it was saying, okay, make a stop. Um, which you do have the opportunity to do, which is what Cincinnati did. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's so cool, and I think he's great for the game. I mean, look at the AFC. We are so screwed, Megan, because we are our teams are in the AFC. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, like 
Justin Herbert, who Just, we didn't yes. even see in these playoffs, but who we know oh, is excellent. And they're all And the thing cool, is, I would throw Mac Jones in there, too. I think Mac Jones, for a rookie, had a, had a great year. I don't have a quarterback. Um, I mean, technically I do. So a, a lot was being made, too, of, and I remember at the the moment this was happening as the first half was winding down and instead of taking a field goal, the chiefs ran a play time expired. They get no points, which at that moment you thought, eh, you know, it did end up being the difference in the game. <laughs> Maybe you should just always take points when they're there. Maybe. I mean, I didn't criticize it at the time, but I guess, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I do hate the Bengals as an organization because of some things that happened in my last job where they oh, okay. created this situation called Spygate 2.0 that wasn't really Spygate 2.0. It, it, affected, it affected my workplace, so I hate the Bengals, okay. and I will never cheer for them. But I do love Joe Burrow, so this... He's just, he's got the swagger. He toes the line of confident and cocky in the right way. And I think he's the guy that you want to have as the face of your city when you're from Cincinnati. I think he wears Cincinnati very well. He's from Ohio. And I am excited for Cincinnati fans to take on LA. Yeah. I also love Jamar Chase. Um, And I think it's so refreshing and great to see a rookie come in and just be a difference maker immediately. Um, I could not tell you their coach's name. Like whenever I look over there, I go, where is Marvin Lewis? Oh, sure. You know, it's just like someone was there for so long. Um, Zach Taylor. And And I only know it because I hate him. So, and is he a, he's a former player. I just have a lot of hate today, and people can tell. Okay. But the hate, I'm letting all of the hate out. That's yeah. Okay. He's on my list too. Tom Brady's on the list. Zach Taylor's Zach on the Taylor's list. Zach Taylor's on your list. Cincinnati is on my list. So okay. Well, we're gonna get to someone who's on my list um, that you know about. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the NFC Championship game and who I'm pissed at today. Okay, and we are back. Um, We do have a prop winner for the last week. His name is Tommy Olive. What a great name. It's like Tommy Pickles, um, but it's Tommy Olive with seven right. I'm a big fan of olives. Way to go, Tommy. Are you an olive girl? I hate olives. No, they're my number one. They're my number one disgust. So you're not a dirty martini gal? I love a dirty martini. Well, that makes so no weird. sense. So I like the flavor. It's it's a texture thing for me. And I like grapes. But like to be squishy and salty, it freaks me out. And I love blue cheese. Oh, blue cheese stuffed olives. That's top five food for me. But I was a bartender and we stuffed them. You had to like stuff them manually. And people would come in and be like, can I have five? And you're just like, yeah. Like it was. That was oh, me. It I was there. And it girl. like gets in your nails. Ugh, gross. Um, okay, so the. Later NFC when champion, you're biting your nails, you're like, mmm, blue cheese. Yeah, totally. Um, and I was like so broke then that I'm like, okay, I guess this is dinner now. Just <laughs> blue cheese remnants. Um, the NFC championship game was a battle of California. Um, these are division rivals, the 49ers and the Rams. And the 49ers, 6 0 record over the last two years. Um, So really more than had their number, despite it seeming like the Rams being the better team for 
all of that time that they were beating them. Now, keep in mind, this um, a 49ers game was when Kelly Stafford threw a pretzel at somebody. Uh, there is no love lost, as they would say, between these two organizations. And there was a lot being made about ticket sales. Yes. And that... Um, that the Rams were not letting 49ers fans buy tickets. The thing is, Los Angeles is a city of transplants. Mm -hmm. And so are there Rams fans here? Yes. When you go to the grocery store, I see Rams stuff. Is it like any other city's fandom? No, 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 no. So you do see tons of 49ers fans. You see tons of Raiders fans. And I think this is kind of a city of trolls. So it's like you're going to see a wide range of people just showing up to be like, fuck the Rams. Um, the stadium, when they would pan to it, it did look pretty red. But it was loud. There was one point yeah. where San Francisco was forced to use a timeout because the Rams fans were so loud they weren't going yes. to play off. So I, part of me was like, ah, tough environment. But then when the, the Rams fans were able to pull that off, I was like, hmm, Maybe I should give these Rams fans more credit because that's tough to pull off when it's a stadium that's 50-50. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there was probably like some pride behind that too of like you guys said we didn't exist and like we do exist. Um, so there was a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter that the Rams had to overcome. I honestly thought the game was over when Sean McVay had a very strange challenge that they were not going to win that then wiped out their timeouts. And, you know, for all the credit he gets for being a great coach, maybe I shouldn't rip him, but that's my theme of the day is ripping everybody. I mean, he gets all of this credit for being a genius. That yeah. was a boneheaded Dumb. move. I know it worked out. They won the game. But, but like, it could have gone poorly. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I didn't agree with that at all. And I think, um, obviously, Kyle Shanahan, there's a lot of things that you can pinpoint with him that, you know, weren't the wisest decisions either. I do think at the end of the day, the Rams were the better team. And I did think going into the game, the Rams would win. I picked as the mega lock, the 49ers to cover. All my bets hit this weekend, which was great. So that was, that was amazing. Uh, I mean, I needed to have a good weekend after all the money I've lost these past several. But um, yeah, so um, my plumber is calling me right now. <laughs> do you have an <laughs> issue or do you think he's just um, saying hi? No, we're, oh, God, I don't know. No, we, ha we are landlords and our pipes are frozen in Boston, so. Oh, you're landlords. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. Maybe he's calling to be like, fuck Brady. I hope um, so. I hope so, too. I would that love would it. He has a thick Boston plumber. accent. He'd be like, hey, yeah. I just got a call because fuck this guy. Um, anyways, so going back to our coaching duo of Kyle Shanahan against Sean McVay, I do think the Rams were the better team. I was just so happy, Megan, because I know we are not – going to finish last in our fantasy football league through yes. extra points. But our child Cooper cup had quite the game. And yeah. I, I love Cooper cup. I'm very, I know you have, have your opinions on him and I see the I'm, eye roll, but I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> no, to watch what he does in the Super Bowl. He's really good. And I'm, I'm walking it back a bit. He's, he's great. It's exciting to watch. I will have to say, so there are these like stories that come out about how his, now wife, then girlfriend, like transferred schools to go to whatever school he went to, which I Eastern don't think Washington? was Washington. Yeah. Like we're not talking Stanford here. Um, and so she transferred to go there and then had all these jobs to support him. So he could, I'm just saying, if I was a mother of a daughter, I'd be like, 
we're transferring schools to go to Eastern Washington for your white wide receiver boyfriend. We got to we're going to have a family meeting like and it's being heralded as this like, isn't that amazing? And obviously they wound up together and they're married and they have a kid. And it is like heartwarming it, as a as a, a friend of someone doing that or a mother. I'd be pissed. I wouldn't stop her, but I'd be like, this is not smart. Like, they got married in college, this. too. And then they, you know, they invited everybody. You know, I'm against no. No bar, so they told against, but he BYOB against against BYOB to the wedding. Bad. So that is like that's where some of my Cooper Cup like mm, comes from. Um, but I'm I'm happy it worked out. Uh, yeah, the, I really feel bad for the 49ers player Tart who dropped probably the easiest interception um of all time and he is taking a hundred percent blame which i like know you have to do but just brutal and seeing debo samuels crying mm. on the sideline and i, and and Odell. I love debo i mean i think it was in the first quarter of the game it was definitely in the first half debo got lit up mm-hmm. just absolutely crushed and he was okay. He ended up coming back, yeah. but he's just laying down on the ground. And I imagine him saying to the referee, like, I am not getting up until you go to commercial break. Like I just got yeah. up. There is no way. If I were him, I would have made them carry me off and I wouldn't have gotten up until commercial break either. No well, and it, chance. They cut to Kyle Shanahan and it was like, you could, tr- you could see true panic for obviously like his safety. And then also that is the best player we have, you know, like if he cannot go, then, I will be, it's a wrap. Um, so I just felt so bad for him. Odell obviously had a great game. And so a lot of, a lot of credit is going to Odell Sr. for orchestrating. I was going to say we need to Getting them out of Odell Cleveland. Stanley. Yep. Um, and now the, now the speculation begins of, um, is Eric Bemini going to have a job? head coaching job um it where is jimmy g gonna wind up um i do he, you know and we love jimmy g here we don't <laughs> i think this is a jimmy g podcast you all know yes. how we feel about jimmy g i think we it's been him. well documented but i was shocked at how matter-of-factly joe buck said at the end of the game and that was probably the last time we'll see jimmy garoppolo in a 49ers uniform yeah. And I think he is right. I was just surprised at how, like I said, matter of fact, he said it just rolled right off the tongue. So now we're beginning to wonder where does the hunk of the NFL of the NFL land next season? I, I do have to say as a Colts fan and as a um, speculated city for him to wind up, I do not want him to come to Indianapolis. I don't think that. Um, it's a massive upgrade. I, I, and I don't think I tweeted this on Sunday. I think people, men say that Jimmy G is not as good as he is because he's so hot. I really do. I think there's a bias against how hot he is, but like if, if I'm comparing Carson Wentz to Jimmy G, I'm like, it's kind of, you know, I mean, I think Jimmy's better, but not that much better. Exactly. So I also think he should just avoid the AFC at all costs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really genuinely don't know where he's going to wind up. Tampa? Um, they need a quarterback. They got Jameis. Maybe. I just feel like Bruce. Is with the Saints. Bring Bruce, him back. I don't know. If, I don't know if Jimmy can survive Bruce. 
I think <laughs> I think Bruce has been a little handcuffed the last two years, and he's ready to fucking let someone have it um, after because he's been through some trauma. Tom put him through some shit. Um, but Green Bay? Uh, no, they have. I mean, they have a rookie in, in yeah waiting. If Aaron leaves, goes to Denver. I really want Russell Wilson. Please, please. That's who I want. That's on my wish list. There's this off season. I mean, there's no shortage of storylines heading into the off season. So that is yeah. exciting. Um, I think I really do think Tampa would be a good place for Jimmy G, though. I mean, hot babes, suntan. I mean, yeah, like he feels Tampa warm hot's like a, a totally different type of hot. Like, but it's the kind of hot Jimmy would be into. I think Jimmy's kind of like basic. Um, so it's like he's into yeah, porn that's, stars. And yeah, there's a lot in, of strip clubs in Tampa, and and like he's into like very very blonde, big old titties. I'd imagine, and that feels like <sighs> I Tampa. got the blonde. Just, I mean, I could pay for them, so we could work it out. Um, there was a coaching development yesterday. Um, a, a man that is obviously near and dear to this podcast. Um, Josh McDaniels has accepted the head coaching job at the Raiders. This is perfect, he- Megan, because this is the franchise that you have been pointing to all season long. And this is the coach that you hate the most. And now they are together. Okay. Take it away. So this this motherfucker, he did, he took a page from the Tom Brady book and said, like, it was going to take a very special place to get me to leave New England, which, first of all, felt like a dig, um, felt like shade towards Indianapolis. Also, like, who is calling Vegas a special place? I love Vegas. My mother-in-law lives there. I've had wonderful times there. It is not a special place. It is fucking mayhem. And another player got arrested for assault with a deadly weapon this weekend. It is an absolute shit show there. And he's like, this is the spot I want to go to. I don't know if it's Derek Carr. I don't know if it's Hunter Renfro. I am so mad at this bitch. I do not think he needed to drag Indianapolis like that. And I just have to say, fuck you. And I'm happy we have Frank Reich and have fun with your little bimbo bitch Vegas. <laughs> Ugh, he I disgusts me. I love that rant. I also cannot get enough of Mark Davis's haircut. Like I just need I to love see Mark. That all I love the time. Mark. Um, <sighs> yeah, I mean, throwing some shade definitely at Indianapolis. We're not special. I do think if we're ranking cities, Vegas would be slightly higher than Indy. Of course, (laughs) in terms of like HPV, but it's like in terms of places that seem ideal coaching spots, look at what's happened in Vegas. I mean, it's honestly, they're going to have a documentary about them. Like it is so many bad things have happened there. I take no joy in that. I, I hate all of them. Look at the bad things that have happened in Indianapolis. Nothing. There's nothing to fucking do. So he's like, yes, I would rather go to Sin City than the place that's named Naptown. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I'm interested to see how this goes because he, this is his last chance, right? Yeah. This is his last I'm chance. I'm shocked he got this chance. Shocking. or swim. And he brought with him Dave Ziegler, who is the Patriots director of player personnel, which essentially means they're the right-hand man 
of the general manager who is Bill Belichick. So, um, oh, we also have some news from Eddie. Plus, Derek Carr, Max Crosby, and Josh Jacobs all posted about their last coach, Rich, Rich Bisaccia. Right? Did I say that right? I think so. The day that McDaniels was hired, he's already off to a bad start. I think this was a bad move on the Raiders because I think they had their guy as he their was interim head coach. He was fantastic. All the players loved him. They rallied around him. And now you yes. bring in Josh McDaniels. Whether he deserves it or not, Josh McDaniels is already not liked by this locker room. No, and he's going back to the division where he shit his pants. So it's like the Broncos are going to have a fucking out for him. Um, Rich Basakia, cutie pie. We saw him writing letters to every player. They really did rally behind them. They made the playoffs after truly the most chaotic in-season series of events we maybe have ever seen. And now he, I believe, I read this morning, is, is interviewing with the Jags. So... He's going to get a job. Um, I thought Byron left, which I thought that was like a signed, sealed, and delivered thing. I don't know. I don't know. I hope he I hope he sinks. I really do. And if he sinks, does he go back to the Patriots? Or is it just like, Josh, just take your visor and fucking go to the college? Well, the question is now, like, who is going to be the Patriots' offensive coordinator? Does Billy O'Brien right. come back? I mean, I, I was all on board. Tom Brady announces his retirement and then says, and guess what, New England? I'm coming home and I'm going to be the offensive coordinator. That would be a great story. Uh-oh! Uh-oh! We have breaking news on the podcast! Tom Brady responds. Let's take a look at what it says. Oh boy. Ugh. It's a letdown. Is it, is it nice? It's a letdown. It's, it's a letdown. He quote tweeted Robert Kraft's statement oh. and says, thank you, Patriot, Patriots Nation, with a heart emoji. I okay. am beyond grateful. Love you all. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God! How uh, listen? Ugh. And I know, and I know, Robert. This Kraft is just is, um, near and dear. Is that? And I listen. I come from a a place of thirst. You've seen me drinking two beverages during this podcast. Isn't that kind of thirsty of Tom Craft to be like? I'll put out a. How about I put out a statement and oh, then Robert? see if he likes that? Yeah, I think Robert. Did I say, um, did I say Tom Craft? Yeah, Who's that? Tom <laughs> well, I I do feel bad for Robert Kraft in this situation because he truly believes that Tom Brady is a son to him. They live next door to each other. Um, He watched him evolve from this six-round draft choice to the Tom Brady and the greatest quarterback of all time. I think he was unsettled when Tom Brady left. I think it, it really took a piece of his soul. So when he retired and did not mention Robert Kraft. I think that also took another piece of Robert Kraft's soul. So I think Robert wanted to take the high road, put out this statement, and then Brady just retweets it with a little heart emoji. I, I, Tampa isn't even a sports city. Like Tampa did not give a shit about football until Tom Brady arrived. They didn't, they were the worst franchise in the NFL. They didn't give a shit about anything. And Brady arrives, and now they all act like they're Bucks fans for life. And they're not. And they all act like Tom Brady belongs to them, and he doesn't. He belongs to New England. So this whole (laughs) soliloquy about how Tampa and St. Pete area is so wonderful, have you looked around? They're not even real fans. I'm just, I'm hurt. (sighs) I hope Gronk 
retweets Brady's retirement and just says, me too. <laughs> and then it's like, can I get USAA insurance yet? <laughs> Stop trying to seal veterans insurance, Gronk. Okay. Um, oh, 87. We've covered <laughs> we've covered a lot of emotions on this. Let's close um, with a little bit of pop culture fun. Megan and I have taken our friendship to the next level, and that is sharing streaming passwords. Um, I <laughs> I gave you what I thought was my Showtime password. It did not work because we use my husband CJ's. So now CJ's in on the, we're a thruple now because you're using <laughs> my husband's sign-in to be able CJ to watch. CJ has two Megans. Yeah. Oh yeah. He got a lot of Megans in his life. And I think maybe Megan the Stallion too. Um, did you see her new video or was that a different video? No, I've only know. heard the new song. Oh. I was so focused on Rihanna's pregnancy yesterday. I couldn't believe it. It I is mean, a lot to of, be pregnant right now. Very a lot trendy. of people have reached out to be like, you got to make these kids friends. Um, so you have started watching Yellow Jackets. You had a really busy weekend. And I did. I'm shocked that you were able to find the time to even do this. How many episodes have you watched now? I've watched eight. Oh my God. So I, I watch shows on the plane. That's my thing. I just download them on the iPad, watch it on the plane. Um, and I always put my iPad on the, on the thing on the back of the seat so everybody can see what I'm watching. Yeah. And sometimes I get uncomfortable because if there's a sex scene, I'm like, Oh God, everyone's looking at my, at my screen. So I'll, I'll, I'll fast forward those on the plane because I get uncomfortable. Um, I did not expect there to be a plane. Well, I should have expected because I watched the preview. Yeah. A plane crash while, while I was flying. on a plane. Yeah. So that was a little weird. Had to take the iPad down. I'm eight episodes in. I watched six on the flight to Dallas alone. Um, wow. So Yellow Jackets, the first four episodes, I was really into it. And now uh-huh. that I have two left, I'm like, can we just get to the can we get to the point? Like, when on? are they going to start What's going on? Like, can we get there? We know they're going to become cannibals. Can we just, can they do it? I think they're dragging this out a little too long. Okay. Um, I will say the final two episodes definitely pack a punch. And there are twists coming. But, see, I feel like I was the opposite of you where I was like, I don't want to see them eat each other. <laughs> like, I really don't want to get to that point have you seen um when they have like the party out in the woods have you seen that episode yet um the one where they leave like they're like oh we're leaving um ty ty leaves no No. okay and then no okay i haven't got okay so i think so i think the last jackie is still alive i think spoiler i think she does yeah so the last last two episodes i will say are event filled that's not eventful 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 um but i'm really happy that you took my recommendation i want to know if this girl callie is was like with did shauna birth her in the woods well i don't think that timing lines up because it's like she would have they're at their, they're going to their 25th high school reunion. Yeah, and her husband and got that, in a hot yellow dress. Yeah, and the girl is only 18. Okay. So, I don't think so, but then I'm like, what happened to that baby? Yeah, I did need they, to know. Did they eat that baby? They might have. but Which is really fucked up. Which means she also gave birth 
in the woods. In the Misty woods. was probably the midwife. <laughs> the doula. <laughs> yeah. She's so, so, so creepy. Yeah. I also have a real problem because um, Misty, uh, not Misty, Shauna's husband is so nice and he's so hot and they're both cheating on each other. I have like a true hatred for Shauna's husband and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the the cheating, maybe it's like the wait you guys wound up together. I yeah. Um have you taken any of the online quizzes that tell you which girl you are? No, because I'm so scared I'm going to be Misty and then I'll never be able to get over it. You are it. not going to be Misty. I obviously got Jackie. Um self-centered, She's you know. She's so cute. Z- Zero skills, but cute, you know? <laughs> so I'm a Jackie through and through. <laughs> uh, no skills. Please take a quiz. Please take a quiz. All right, I'm going to take a quiz. If I and end if up you Misty, get, I just might go play a Then take it again. Then just take it again. <laughs> CJ, got the, um, CJ got the funny lesbian. And so I was like, I think that fits for you, honey. Oh, she was good. I like... Yeah. The characters are very good. I also... I could tell you gave me the warning about the scene with the gruesome yeah. injury. And I could Oof. tell it was coming, so I closed yeah. my eyes, and I was totally fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a solid show. I think they should end it at season one, though. We don't need a Yellow Jacket season two. Well, they're writing season two right now. And, and they don't really... I've read interviews. They don't really know, like... They didn't know it was going to be such a big hit. Obviously, they don't know where it's going to fully go. So I think you're going to want a season two after you see the last two episodes. You're going to. Because right now I'm I'm just... Because I really do think Jackie led the show for like the first five episodes. Then six and seven were a little... A little dead. Um, but, I also think it's a really weird fetish of Shauna's husband that he wanted to pretend like she was shopping for furniture before they had sex. See, I am always trying to like do little games like that. And CJ, I'll be like, what's your name? And he's like, what? <laughs> like, you know, just come on and play with me. I'm like, ask me where I'm from. He's like, you're from Indianapolis. I'm like, fuck off. Um, <laughs> he was Megan. <laughs> It was like, let's test out this bed. And then she tried to do it. it. He's like, no, you're doing it wrong. You're not in character enough. Um, Megan, I hope this was therapeutic for you. I Um, am upset. I'm like starting to um, tear up because sometimes when I laugh, I cry. But I think it's just because I have so many emotions built up that it's it's really starting to come out. Um, I'm just, I'm not satisfied with, I know I said it would just take a sentence in the in the initial apology, but just but, the quote tweet didn't really do it for me. No. So I'm actually going to have to cope with this. Um, oh and my gosh, how embarrassing. Yeah, <sighs> Bridget's thing was even better than his thing to the Patriots, so... Yeah, and he left her in the damn lurch. Um, we will be monitoring it. If there's any developments, maybe we will rejoin you guys for some breaking thoughts. How about that? We'll make that promise. Okay, early Super Bowl pick. What do you got? I am um, for next week. I live in Los Angeles, so I will be rooting for the Rams. Okay. I think the Rams are going to win, and I think it's going to be a really sad day for Cincinnati because they already gave school off for the day after the Super but Bowl. But that's, you need morning or celebration, you know? I also think Burrow's going to get lit up. I think he's just going to well, get sacked at least yeah. 10 times. I'm taking the over the- on the sack number. I thought they were going to get their asses kicked by the Chiefs, and they keep pulling stuff out. So, 
I just, um, there were fireworks on Sunday. I love fireworks and I love when the city like wins stuff. When the city you live in wins, it's fun. So, well, Rams, maybe we'll have I, to have you do a pregnant woman on the street interview segment I, with all of the men of Cincinnati. No one knows that the Super Bowl is here. And when I tell them, they're very upset. So that's exciting, too. <laughs> I just want to let you know that when I said I wanted you to do a man on the street with the men of Cincinnati, my my Alexa said, sorry, I don't understand. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, bitch, we don't need you to weigh in, OK? All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was therapeutic for all of you. I have to go work for the liberal media. Megan has to go meditate. Um, So we will see you next week or sooner if there's breaking news.